Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. This is part two of our episode on comedy with Marsha Di Salvatore and, of course, my co-host, Tiffany Parks. If you haven't donated yet, please visit our website and visit the donate page and help us keep this show alive and strong. Here's part two. Enjoy. I've noticed that's actually one positive thing for living in Italy. Like, I find public display of drunkenness obscene now. When I go back home, I'm like, people vomiting outside or peeing or being loud. No, in the States, when I see that, it's like, oh, Like, I would, that's just gross, because in Italy, you don't see that. There's respect for oneself, because they don't drink. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've never seen an Italian girl drunk, I don't think, ever. Yeah, or the men, though. The well, no, definitely the, the men in uh, Trastevere, at least. Yeah, I mean the, the young, young guys. Generation. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I have a friend who she's French, actually. So similar culture in the sense that I think the French women have the same idea mm-hmm. of this presentable aspect and stuff. She's living in London. She says every single Saturday night. I see a 30-year-old woman lying in the gutter drunk. Yeah, see, that's gross. And unsafe. <laughs> and unsafe. Yeah, not to mention that's unsafe. But, like, we're just not used to that anymore. Like, I mean, when we went to college, it was normal. To be honest, I went to a music school. <laughs> so, so for us, it was normal. Okay, yes. No, but... <laughs> like I, keg parties and... No, no keg parties at my university. Funneling beers. What's that no. called? Beer bonging. Uh, uh, <laughs> Beer bonging and jello shots. I do a bit in my routine about drinking and uh, so Italians. So Americans, um, no, what is it? Let's start out with okay. Italians um, drink that glass of wine to taste their food better. You know, the red with certain foods and the white with you know fish and etc. Americans are just getting annihilated. The foreigners, yeah. Mm -hmm. Italians when they. have a birthday party they'll have like a fanta a coke and one bottle of prosecco the foreigners are doing body shots <laughs> the italians get tipsy brillo the foreigners black out okay blackout people and so when i had my roman boyfriend and i have a gash on my leg he goes what happened no it's this right here Hey, um, I'll show you after. Because um, what happened? I'm like, oh my god, it was 50 cent Jello shots night in college, and I woke up and I had this big gash and blood all over my. Um, I blacked out and I don't remember. And he was like, blackout? What is blackout? Like, oh, clearly you don't drink to the point that you just collapse and don't remember. Like they don't even have vocabulary for that. Oh, I know, I know. I was actually <laughs> talking to someone about being hungover, and I said to I can't remember who it was, an Italian person, an ex-boyfriend or something. I said, you know, what is that? What? How do you call an Italian that horrible feeling that you have after you've been drunk and you wake up the next morning? And they're like, mal di testa. I know. <laughs> Which means headache. I was like, no, You're like, no, 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 it's not a headache. You know, it's something else. You know when you feel like a truck has run you over? No. Because they'd be like, no, because I was brillo. And if you're a foreigner visiting or living, I'm sure you just get up that night. This will take the edge off. I yeah. just got to have a few glasses of wine and I'll feel a lot better. What is that called? There's a British, the hair of the beast or something when you wake up in the morning. Hair of the dog. 
care of the beast. Okay. What is care of the dog? I've never heard of this. Uh, I don't exactly know how it's defined. It's like you drink. Like you get up in the morning to cure your hangover oh, and have you a drink. drink. Isn't that a stinger? No. Isn't that a yeah stinger to take the sting off? Must yeah that well that's what I it does it would what, be the I think, trick. I mean I heard that in that's an old can you lot Carrie Grant line from the Philadelphia story. Oh really? I mean imagine telling an Italian that oh you're got a headache from drinking too much just have another glass of wine at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well that's like, another thing. Do you have a sense? Maybe you can give your own impressions too because you, you both live in a city, Rome, where it's inundated with tourists the majority of the year. Worse in the summer, of course. <laughs> I was walking around the other day, and uh, there was a guy. It was 9.30 in the morning, and he was drinking a beer while his girlfriend had a coffee. And obviously, it was one of those tourist cafes, but I feel like I see that a lot because everyone's just throwing caution to the wind and partying it up in Italy. But do you have a sense of, one, how you guys see tourists now, even though you could be considered among them? Yeah, yeah. And two, how the Italians feel about the tourists? Ooh. Um, go. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's see. I have my moments. I work with tourists oh, a lot. Right. And yeah. so I have my moments when they really, as a group, frustrate me. When I see a huge group of tourists together and they're in the way, you know, that's annoying to me. On a personal level, I feel like, I mean, it's hard to say. It's, I mean, they're, they're such a big part of this economy that I have a hard time dissing tourists, you oh, know? Of course. Unless you're bread bread and butter yeah not just i'm not just mine but every person who has a restaurant every person who has a bar every person who has a taxi i mean this city and i think this whole country would collapse if it weren't for the tourist industry of course so i tend not to be hard on them because i've traveled a lot myself and i've been a tourist and i truly believe that when you are a tourist your iq automatically drops like 20 points you can be really smart in your home country. You go abroad and you become an idiot. And it's normal. I've done it too. I mean, I remember I had been working as a tour guide for X number of years and tell people, okay, avoid the restaurant in the big public square. Don't eat where there's pictures of the food on the menu. Don't eat where there's people outside trying to, to lure you inside. And for God's sake, don't eat in front of the most important monument in the city. I've mm-hmm. told people this all the time. And I was in Tallinn, Estonia with a friend and we're so tired and we didn't have the energy to look for an authentic restaurant and we ended up at this big restaurant in front of like the central square of the city with pictures on the menu and somebody outside trying how did i end up here i know better than this it's because when you're a tourist you just become stupider plus there's all this stuff going on all around you you're not used to it you're trying to get your bearings you're looking at a map you're trying to keep from getting robbed it's hard to be a tourist plus you're tired you've been going you've been seeing all this stuff you're trying to talk in a foreign language or make yourself understood so i did have a lot of compassion for tourists actually well especially in a country like rome is not the most serviced city with people a lot of people don't speak english and it's hard. The only thing I get annoyed about tourists is when they have to bring their culture and impose it yeah. in another country. You know, no, I, you get one ice cube. So just shut up and drink your Coke. <laughs> you know, like just go with it. You know, they, you're not going to find, you know, I don't know, no. even food and stuff. It's like, you know, just just go with it. Have the cornetto, the croissant in the morning. You're not going to have eggs and bacon and pancakes. No, I had a guy on a tour the other day, just the other day say to me, now I have a friend who is telling me that there's many Starbucks in Rome. And I oh. said, no, there's no Starbucks in Rome. And he went, what? There's no Starbucks in Rome? And I said, 
don't tell me you're looking for a Starbucks, please, in the coffee capital of the world. I mean, I don't drink coffee, so I'm not going to sit here and talk like I know anything about coffee, but I know enough to know that coffee in, in any, any Italian bar is going to be better than Starbucks. No offense to Starbucks, but it just is. And, and I said, you're not. He's like, yeah, but it's tiny. I'm like, well, get a coffee oh americano. He's like, even that's tiny. He's like, I usually have this big thing that's a foot tall, and it's... I'm like, get a cafe latte. He's like, it's not the same thing. Oh, my God. Like, well, See, I can't. Italy, that's so you annoying. You know, for one week of your life, deal with it. Oh Although, I have to say that I'm always like, whenever I go to the bar and I order a tea because I don't drink coffee, do you have English breakfast? I need okay. my British that's tea. Right. But to give myself some credit, I live here full time. I'm not here just for a week. Yes, for someone who lives okay. here, I think that... Tea is okay. You're not bitching about... But why is tea How? okay and coffee isn't? No, but uh, having Starbucks in a country where this is the best coffee you will ever have, yeah, and you like need a chain restaurant in Rome, is is stupid. But is that stupid. you drink tea instead of coffee is not. No, it's but I'm not always wrong. asking them for English breakfast or you know Earl Grey. Well, They're like we've better got better than we've got Italian Lipton. Lipton. That's, That's what they've gross. got. Well, what if? Yeah, it would be like me going to London, going to like the Ritz to have it high tea and being like, "Do you have Lipton?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wrong. How much do you guys think about trying not to look like a tourist? I don't really think about it. I think maybe I used Tiffany to. Tiffany obviously doesn't think about it because she she'll just take her camera out and be like, oh, in front of every, everything. Yeah, I, so. I take pictures of everything. Yeah. I can't walk past the view on the top of Jenny Hill without taking a picture. I, I've lived, un, you know. Me too. I can't, I can't help it. I have a private lesson in Piazza Navona. I think every time I go, which is once a week, I'm always like, selfie! with Because <laughs> I love putting it on Facebook. Be like, this is where I walk to. This is where I walk to to get to work and look at this beauty. Yeah, and so. no, I take a picture on Ponte Sisto practically every time I cross it. If there's, yeah. if there's you know, something like a sunset or something. But so That's a bridge. Yeah, a really nice bridge. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, by the way, you will see oh. these pictures the pines of rome i'm doing a little self promo oh, right now the pines of rome what well, you're on twitter too aren't you yes i'm on marcia de salvatore or rome's comedy club Both. i okay. have to say though i don't use twitter very okay. often i should i prefer it but anyway. yeah because yeah it can be fun you can have a really good sort of dialogue with other people mm-hmm. and put funny stuff up but i always use facebook i quit facebook why Long story. Too long okay. for this podcast. That's okay, so true. next time. Okay. Uh, but do you uh, do you worry about being mistaken for a tourist? I mean, you look a little more Italian than Tiffany does, so. Um, try, yeah, I do. Only in restaurants. I mean, when I'm doing, you know, other stuff in my neighborhood, I think they know that I, and I speak Italian well, except with the accent, they kind of know that I live here and whatnot. But I hate when they, you're in a restaurant or a coffee bar and, they keep talking to you in English, even if you're talking to them in Italian. It's something that I want to beat them up. Because I would, would you do that in the state? Somebody is trying to speak English and they're like, it's, I don't know, Spanish speaking, and you speak Spanish and you're like, ah, okay, hola. Because you need to practice your Spanish. That's so mean. I think, well, it depends. I think some people might, not knowing you, think, okay, I'm doing this person a favor by speaking their language. But if I'm talking to them in Italian, like the next couple sends no, them in seriously, Italian. Seriously, I went into like, a, a bookstore the other day and this woman started talking to me in what I thought was Spanish at first. And then she didn't speak it very well herself. And then I think she was going into Portuguese. And I kept talking to her in Italian. And I was with my Italian husband who was talking to her in Italian. And she kept on. I was like, I'm sorry. And she was like, oh, are you not from Brazil? 
know what makes you think I'm. I mean, I'm a blonde, short, blue-eyed. Do I look Brazilian? Not that I would be offended by that. I was like actually quite, quite flattered that she said I was Brazilian. But I just that was it was odd. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of experiences that I lived in Montreal for three years. Oh, she speaks French. Uh oh, I speak it a bit. I, I used to speak it pretty well. It's very rusty. In Montreal, even worse, because everybody in Montreal speaks English. Everybody. Because it's the dual language mm-hmm. city. And I would really try to speak French, and nobody would speak French with me. Oh, that's not very nice. I guess because yeah. I'm a teacher, and I'm like, you know, I'm always encouraging students to try and push themselves. And if somebody, like, starts But, you know, or maybe they think of it this way. They think, well, this, you know, this foreign girl is in Italy, so she has... 20 million opportunities to speak Italian, but I only have this one opportunity. Oh, you're being nice, whatever. Well, as a teacher of English, (laughs) just Tiffany's being nice. I'm just being devil's advocate. I'm going to say no. Mm. As a teacher of English, you don't want your students out there practicing with people they assume are from America? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's true. Okay, that's a very good point. Um, but if I'm trying my best to talk to you in Italian and it's not so bad, I'd like you to respond in Italian, please. Okay, well, I want to do one more thing before we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Just going back to that video you talked about. Uh, the, Shit the expats say. Yeah, the, the stuff expats say. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, imaginize Sensor. it. Uh, obviously, expats are as much a stereotype as anybody else. Mm. So what are some of the stuff they say and why is that true? Okay, well, expats that have been living here a while, so that's the difference. Um, expats, well, the first thing is they do complain about the food because it's two, you're like, I'm so sick of pizza. I just want Chinese or Japanese or Mexican. a kebab. But, you know, suddenly who knew what a kebab was till we moved to Rome? I mean, I don't know. I didn't know this kebab but you're so excited that it's something different than italian because italian food is the best but sometimes we, you know we come from the states and we're so used to different flavors and sometimes you're like i can't deal with pasta right so the food things so you'll hear expats often say that then there's um what's your job in rome english teaching english teaching english teaching tour guide tour guide fao um un that's about it. It's just well, FAO. Pub, pub workers. There are some pub workers. Pub workers. Yeah, that's true. And writers. It's true, but mm-hmm. in general, yes. what do you hear? English I mean, you just have to be like, oh, what do you guide. do? Are you a teacher, tour guide, or FAO? Those are the top three. Then, yes. of course, yeah. we've got the odd, you know, fellowship and whatever, you know, but in general, those are the top yeah. three. And then there's complaining about Italian men for the ladies. Mm-hmm. What are they? Like, oh, he still lives at home with his mom. Um, he doesn't do any housework. He does yeah, just doesn't, yeah, do anything at home. His mom still brings him cappuccino to bed before uh went to wake up in the morning or he attacked me in the car dry humping me on the first date (laughs) (laughs) on the first date um or wants to have sex in the car as a a 30 year old yes because they live at home i that's another comedy clip me and a supposed italian making out in the car like let's go back to your house no we can't why are you married no why are you gay no because I live at home with my mom. <laughs> you're like, oh, but you're 40. That's so wrong. That's like illegal in America. No, I'm just kidding. It's not and, illegal. And do the men, do the men complain about the the Italian women? Oh yes, and they're like, they're well, I don't want to wait to the third date to have sex. What's all these rules third and dates. calling? Some it's of it's like three, three exactly. Three dates is nothing. 
Um, <laughs> I bet they're bitches, jealous, possessive. I'm uh, sorry, that's so bad. I, We're not trying I love to My mom was Italian. I love her. God bless. But <laughs> this sometimes it's just hard work, Italian ladies. Yeah. Have a cocktail. <laughs> it's just stuff expats say. That doesn't mean they're right. That's true. But I will say, the proof is in the numbers, how many Italian men have married American women exactly. and how many American men have married Italian women. Not nearly as many. That's true. Yeah. Actually, in my show, we have one American woman, Kissy, who's married to an Italian. So all She's her so jokes married. are about the in-laws or her kids and all these weird things with the t other Italian mom. Uh, Italian. And then we have uh, Ryan, who's from Massachusetts, who's married to an Italian woman. And you, I don't even know how she still is married to him because he's like ripping her apart that she's hormonal <laughs> and like all this stuff. It's so funny. So... If you come to my show, we have a nice mix of sort of expats, married, not married. Very nice. For the uh, people listening, many of whom aren't here but might come to visit, how would they find your comedy stuff um, going you, forward? Okay, good question. Um, you can go on Google Rome's Comedy Club, or you can just even Google me, Marcia DeSalvatore. I have my own website, and so you'll, fi you'll find it. I'm but the only one. You're the only one, I know, and, and in English, which and is English. amazing. Yeah, I don't think that stand-up comedy existed in Rome before you. No, I brought it. <laughs> there are people copying me at the moment, but Ooh. yeah. Um, but that's all right. They're allowed. I mean, I didn't brand stand-up comedy, but um, my show is better. <laughs> Sorry. That's so interesting that uh, it wouldn't have been a thing here. No, I know. I'm, I'm really proud. Really proud. That's one of the reasons why it's been hard to think about going back to the States because I'm like, oh, I just created this amazing project and and it, to watch it grow, it's just been so satisfying to think to go back to the States. I'm like a little fish in the comedy world. <laughs> We're here, I'm like a big fish, yeah. you know? So. Well, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Well, let's sign off, shall we? I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. This is The Bittersweet Life. Thanks for joining us. Join us again. We welcome your questions and your feedback. Reach the show by emailing bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com. <laughs>